Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss alongside Ulysses Sombrano, and we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. We played part one of our interview with Rays prospect, rising prospect, Mason Hour. Today, we will have part two, and then later on this week, part three of that interview. Again, if you want to listen and watch the interview with Mason Hour in its entirety, you can do so by going out, checking out, and subscribing to our YouTube page at Lockdown Rays. Without further ado, more of our conversation with Mason Hour. And I guess the weather is probably a little bit different and the lifestyle <laughs> and just uh, people are different in Houston, Texas than Missouri, I would guess, to some extent. Yeah, a lot better weather. We got to play. I think our first game was like january 11th down there and it was like 70 degrees so that was perfect but uh yeah it was it was definitely a big change for me for sure what was the, what was the biggest change i mean you, you were you were a young guy you you had just kind of made a big decision in your life uh that something had not gone according to plan what were the things that you needed to do mentally to kind of approach this new path you know well and, and be successful at it yeah. So, I mean, I think the biggest change for me was, you know, I didn't know anybody from Texas. So I knew zero people down there. Um, it was around the COVID time. So, you know, right. we couldn't, especially like when I first got there, we couldn't have like full team practices yet. You could only practice with like a group of like three, four people because of the COVID restrictions. Um, and I went down there and my roommate, his name is Sabine Ceballos. He's from Puerto Rico. And he didn't speak English when I went down there. So, you know, I'm, and it was, that was, so that was just a big culture shock for me and stuff like that. And, you know, he ended up being one of my best friends and, you know, he learned English really fast, which was very impressive. And uh, so it was, I mean, that was definitely a big shock for me, but, you know, it was a great time and I had a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, any, any chance that he was able to impart some Spanish uh, wisdom on you while, while being roommates? Yeah. I mean, it was, he would he would teach me some Spanish. I teach him English, but I, you know, Spanish is for me. It's I can understand it pretty decently, but I'm not very good at talking it. <laughs> so, but that's fair. Yeah. That's gonna be great in the dugout. Yeah, you yeah. you hear it, you're like, okay, well, I know what's up. So I definitely came into pro ball with some knowledge at least of what they were saying. You know what I mean? So that's good. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I I want to go back to the 2022 season because i i saw this if in in people who are that are watching this on on youtube make sure to check this out you had a a game um in september where you had not one but two double plays while playing center field uh do you know the the game i'm, I'm talking about yeah yep i think it was and it, yeah exactly it was yeah i think so yeah and um you, well the first play you should have you you showed off your your arm your closing speed you know the diving ability then the other one was kind of more of a regular fly ball and then just uh, a dart to get the, 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 the runner at home. Which kind of play do you like to do more that gives you a little bit more pride? The diving you know, play and then the easy throw to second to get the double play or just the routine fly ball and then, hey, I'm going to show you what I have as a cannon. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, diving plays are awesome, but I think that, I get more fun out of it from throwing people out of home plate. I like to show off my arm and stuff like that. So I think that gives me more joy than, than a diving catch. Obviously diving catches are super cool and everybody loves them, but I like to throw people out. So that, that, that one's for me for sure. Nice. And then uh, since becoming part of the Rays organization, have they 
played you all over the outfield, center field, right field, left field? Yeah, I've played all the positions. Uh, when I got moved up to high, I was playing mostly center field, but I was playing right, left, center, you know. It just kind of depends. But that's, I think they do a great job of that, of moving you around so that you're capable of playing any position at the big league level. And do you have a preference? Do you prefer center field over the others, vice versa? Yeah, I like center field. You know, I see myself as a center fielder, but, I mean, I'll play whatever position you want me to in the outfield. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And what what types of drills does the organization you have uh, work with you on uh, to, to sharpen up defensively and in, in, in the outfield. I didn't know if there's some some drills that, you know, little leaguers out there might know or high schoolers out there might know, but just anything that um, you can kind of walk us through to to make sure that they have their players as sharp as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think a big thing is during BP is taking live reps during batting practice and stuff like that, and they harp on that. And, um, I mean, drills we do, you know, they'll hit us fungo ground balls, you know, line drives at us, make us move right to left. Um, <clears throat> they'll throw softballs, like not softballs, but like these hyper light balls. I'll put them in the machine and they'll like move all over the place. And you have to go catch it and stuff like that. And huh. I mean, they just, there's so many drills. We, I could probably sit here and talk to you for an hour about how <laughs> our drills that we do, but we do a ton of stuff. That's and, really interesting. The It's yeah. like a wiffle ball kind of uh, yeah, so it's effect. Like a, it's like a yeah, like a squishy ball almost that like they'll put in the machine and it'll it has some wicked spin and stuff like that on it, so it just moves around, and just kind of makes you work on your eyes and stuff like that. Wow, that's really and what what kind of um for you defensively? What's the toughest play to make? Is it a play at the wall? Is it a diving play? Is it a shoestring catch? Um, I guess it depends on the situation and and so forth. But just uh, what do you consider to to be the biggest challenge that that you really take? take pride in oh man I, I made a play there yeah um i would say i'd say the hardest ball to make a play on the outfield is the line hard hit line drive like straight over your head to where you have to go straight back and like turn around and take your eyes off the ball and just sprint backwards and then you know you have to try to find it after that so i would say that's probably the hardest play i mean obviously diving plays and like plays at the wall are hard but like i would say more on a regular basis those hard line drives that are hit right over your head are the hardest ones to catch the NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. That is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So, football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
Well, you know, we, we, we know defense is, is important, but we can also talk about your offensive uh, part of the game. You are kind of that baseball unicorn, you know, dynamic, productive with the bat, but you're also a threat on the bases. Like I mentioned earlier, 48 uh, stolen bags in 2022. Is that something that came naturally to you or did a coach ever tell you, hey, man, you, you need to in incorporate this this facet of the game in, in, into gameplay? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been a base stealer. Um, you know, I stole bases when I was in high school. I think I stole like 35, 36 bags at San Jack that year I was there. Um, and so I think that it was just, I've just always kind of done it. And I mean, I, I think stealing bases is a huge part of the game. I mean, if, if you're on first base, I'd rather have a guy on second base than on first base. You know what I mean? So I think that I just try to do as much as I can to help the team. What is, you know, being so proficient at it, what is the, the one thing that you think is is the number one thing that you should tell every uh guy that wants to steal backs is is it look knowing who is behind the plate and how well they can throw is uh, is, is there a, a little glitch that you see on the pitcher maybe a, a, a tall pitcher might have a lot of moving parts so you know the long leg kick you know what are the things that you first hone in that you're like i have a chance at swiping a back here yeah so i mean before games and stuff like that we'll watch videos on the pitcher and you know, see their times to the plate and whatnot and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, I see a bunch of guys. I think that the biggest thing is just to not be afraid to steal bags, obviously. I mean, I think <laughs> I sometimes get scared to, that they're going to get thrown out or whatever, you know. But, I mean, you're going to get thrown out. So, I mean, but I think that it's just having that mindset that you can steal. Um, and, you know, obviously preparing and watching that video and, you know, seeing the pitcher's tendencies and stuff like that. But I think it's just having the confidence in yourself that you know you can steal bags. Yeah, and that's something that we we've we always love as fans is is looking at that dynamic part of the game. And, and me and Kevin, Kevin, we we've talked about this endlessly. Like this, yeah. the stolen bag game is just dying in baseball. So it, it's it's really refreshing to see somebody coming up that appreciates that part of the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and Mason, kind of add into that a little bit. Were were the larger bags um, in effect this season for you? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did, did that, do you feel like that helped? Did that make a difference? Did that give you more confidence? Like, man, I, I know I can definitely get one here. Um, you know, I never really thought about it like that, to be honest. I think that it was just kind of once they were in, like it was just normal. So I couldn't really like, I don't think it was making a huge difference on if you were going to yeah. steal a bag or not, but mm -hmm. I mean, they're a little bit bigger, so it might give you a little bit more of an advantage, but uh, I think that, I mean, I think that it's more safe for running down the line and stuff like that, but I never really noticed it being a huge difference on stealing bases. Yeah. Is that the um, kind of mindset you have with all the other rules changes that have come into the minors? It seems like every every couple of weeks or every couple of months I'm reading an article about, hey, this, this not saying wacky, but new newfound rules changes are, are being tested out in the minor leagues. And is it just sort of, hey, it is what it is. We just have to go with the flow and adjust to it. And and if they implement it in the majors, then we're going to be that much more prepared for it. Yeah, and I mean, there was a ton of new rules this year, right? Uh, so the first, like, week, I think it was, they weren't, like, the new rules weren't into play, really. They were just kind of, like, telling you, like, hey, they're going to be in play, like, this next week or whatever. And I think it was, I think it was the first week they were in play, I was like, I had forgotten about the time box and stuff like that. And I was like, I think it was like a, I don't know. It was a, I had two strikes and I got in the box and I wasn't. So at the beginning you had to be in the box and looking at the pitcher at nine seconds. 
And I was in the box, but I just wasn't looking at the pitcher. And the umpire struck me out. And I was just like, I was confused (sighs) on what happened. But, you know, that part of it, I think they changed it now to where you just have to be in the box. You don't have to actually be looking at them. Which okay. is good because I I was like in the box, you know, I just wasn't looking at the pitcher, so he struck me out. So I thought that was kind of ridiculous, but um, I mean, it definitely speeds the game up for sure. It it's it's not the same, but I played obviously uh, <laughs> like the, the intramural softball in um, uh, at USF, and I went to the I, I went to the box, and I'm like, oh man, okay. I'm, I'm going to do something productive here. Boom. One strike. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I, I got this. And then second strike. And he's like, you're out. And I'm like, dude, it's two strikes. And he's like, no, you start with a one, one count in, in, in softball. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm like, oh yeah, well, that was the most embarrassing <laughs> walk back to the dugout. Cause you're like, I didn't even get a shot here. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. L- limited yeah. foul, foul balls too. There's a lot of, a lot of yeah. other rules in, in adult softball there. Well, yeah, you oh. should, you should protest that, that strikeout be like, that should not be part of my, yeah. you know, there should be an asterisk there of like, that wasn't a real strikeout. That wasn't a swing or miss or anything. Yeah, or, no, you know, I remember a good pitch. first, those first couple of weeks, there was tons of guys getting rung up on, on <sighs> those, on those calls. And mm. we were all just, you know, fed up with it, but you know, you just have to kind of, you just kind of have to abide by the rules and like, get it done. So, I mean, but I feel like that definitely helped speed up the game. I mean, you could definitely tell there was a difference there. That's that's great. Um, you know, talking about strikeouts, you 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 had a great interview in Fangraphs with David uh, um, Lorilla, and you said that in 2023, what you'd like to improve most would be your strikeout to walk out to to walk ratio. So, what are you doing this offseason to improve that? Is it hand eye coordination drills, video work? Like, what are you doing to emphasize an improvement on that part of your game? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, I think the biggest thing for me obviously was to get that down to be a smaller percentage, but um, this off season, we've just been doing tons of, you know, mix off the machine, stuff like that. And, you know, having my trainer move the machine to where like I'll turn around and like he'll move the machine and then I'll go back in the box and he'll like change it to where it's either throwing strikes or balls, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it was my first year in pro ball. So it was definitely, you know, it was a lot, a lot of things being thrown at me and stuff like that. So, you know, there will be improvements in that for sure, I think. But, you know, that was definitely that's definitely the thing that I think I need to improve the most. And I also saw that you've been doing some heavy, uh, heavy lifting. I don't, I don't know if that's something that you've always done or if it's something that you wanted to do this off season. Can you talk about, you know, th- that part of your of your regimen? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love to lift weights. Um, I started lifting weights, I think, when I was probably sixth, seventh grade. And I mean, it's just always kind of been a part of my routine and I'm a big routine guy. I like to have, you know, I like to, you know, keep my daily routine to be somewhat similar every single day. And, uh, you know, I have a great trainer and, you know, we became up with a great program for me to get, you know, just explosiveness and power and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's been going really good. Does, does that translate into better and, and faster times when, when you're trying to steal bags or more offensive power? Is it everything? Like what, what do you think that the lifting does to kind of help you in, in, in baseball? You know, I think that the way that I'm lifting and stuff like that translates to, you know, speed, explosiveness, power, everything. I think that it kind of helps just with every asset of my game. Um, but I mean, there's different days, you know, we're doing different things, you know, toward like more goal based towards different types of things and stuff like that. So I think that with all the training that I've been doing, it kind of helps just every aspect of my game. All right. I'm going to ask it. Uh, Mason, obviously it's jacked and you can tell he's been lifting weights for years. Uh, do you have a max bench press? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if I have a max bench press. I haven't done it in a while. I think that if I were to, to max out, I could probably get around 350, 345. Okay. Probably okay. there, maybe. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. We'll see, but. <laughs> Would have to check on that, but I don't know. I don't have one as of right now. Yeah, that's like Follow that's up. like. Are you? Are you? Kevin and I combined. You, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, uh, are you? Do you think you're the pound for pound strongest guy on uh, the Bowling Green Hot Rods? Um. Yes, I would say so. I would. Okay. I, I can. I think I can confidently say that. I think <laughs> some guys might have some other words to say about that, but I think. Yeah. I could. Yeah. yeah. No, if like again, not to like. It's whatever. Like you see, you Google Mason Hour, and you're like, okay, th is this guy a middle linebacker in the NFL? Like, <laughs> you're jacked up, and that's that's got to be intimidating for other pitchers too. Honestly, when you're at the plate, I would think. To some extent, <laughs> hopefully, I guess. You know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's go. I, I want to do a little fun thing. Um, obviously, uh, you 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 are a young guy, and and you get a sign in bonus, and it's all you know. We we. You have to be responsible and all that, but there's always some portion of that that you're like, I'm going to have some fun. Uh, so what was the first thing that you kind of like treated yourself when you had that sign-up bonus? You're like, I'm going to buy that. So what, what was that for you? You know, I, I haven't bought anything. So I think that for me, you know, I don't, I haven't used any of that money and I probably won't use any of that money. I just kind of, I just live like I have, you know, the money I have that I make from playing and stuff like that and doing other little stuff like so But I don't really spend money, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I'll buy, like, clothes and stuff like that now. Sure. That, like, I was in college. Like, I couldn't because I didn't have any money. But, <laughs> yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll buy some Lulu shirts here and there and stuff like that. But I don't really okay. Financially responsible. I love it, Kevin. Yeah. This guy's speaking to my financial uh, heart right here. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, you work in the uh, financial industry, so you can bring him on as a client if you want. Yeah, that's. Yeah. There's there's always time to buy that house, buy that car, and uh, yeah. you can see that money grow in the bank too. So yeah, smart. that's true. It's true. Um, you know, I also want to kind of peek uh, behind the curtain here on, on a professional uh, baseball player uh, walk us through uh, you know you let's say you have a game that day you wake up walk us through what happens when you open your eyes on and and until the final out of the game like what happens what what is what does that look like for you yeah so i mean every morning you know obviously i like to eat my breakfast whatever stuff like that and then I like to go, depending on, you know, if we have a lift at the field or whatever, we'll go in early, get that lift done, um, you know, fuel up again, eat some more food, stuff like that. And then really, I like to, I mean, especially during the season, I like to sleep in a little bit, you know, because I got to get my sleep. We're at the field, you know, till uh, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night usually. So, you know, I Good. like to sleep in a little bit like 9, 10, get up, eat, do whatever, hang out with the guys, go to the field, get our lift done. Uh and then after that, you know, we're pretty much at the field hitting. We'll have hitting groups, individual hitting groups, uh, individual defense stuff, and then we'll come together as a team, hit BP on the field, uh, do, like, obviously live reads and batting practice and the outfield, stuff like that. Then we'll go in, have our pre – we'll have, uh, like, hitters meetings, like watching the pitcher, do all that type of stuff. Then we'll eat again, and then we'll shower up, get ready for the game, and then play the game, then – shower eat go home do it all again the next day so i mean it, it's a long day for sure uh, i, I want to stop there you said something that that piques my interest uh the the hitter meetings hitters meetings uh 
walk us through that. Like, how does that look? Um, what is being talked about? How is, is there video? Is there scouting reports for you guys? Is, is it binders of papers? Like iPads, you know, get us in that room. What is it like? Yeah, so we'll have like a TV set up and then he'll, uh, our hitting coach will have the his computer set up with like HDMI cord to the TV and like he'll have the pitchers, all the, you know, just different games that he's pitched in and all the pitches he'll throw and like different counts and stuff like that. And we'll just watch his tendencies and, you know, watch especially. And then we'll go over like base running stuff, like what he does, what his times are to the plate. Um, and I mean, he'll just talk, sit there and talk about like what our plan is for today. Like, how can we beat this guy? How can we get him out of the game and stuff like that? And I mean, I think that it's very beneficial for every hitter. No, I, I would nice. think so. I mean, there's, there must be a lot of video work. I mean, it's 2023 now. Like that, that's basically your bread and butter. Are there a lot of paper? Is there a lot of tangible stuff that is being given to you guys still, though? Yeah. So they have a bunch of sheets and stuff like that that'll have like his pitch chart and like you know, or like where like where he's locating his pitches, where he likes like where he's trying to get you to swing out of the zone, what pitches he's trying to throw for balls that try to get you to swing at, all sorts of different. <laughs> Stuff. And, you know, I, I like to look at all that stuff. It just all just different spray charts, different, you know, what hitters have had success on him and like what they've hit, like what pitches they've hit and all that type of different stuff. So there's tons of there's tons of stuff being thrown around in there. Yeah. Is, is there something that you go to first when you get that, I guess, big data sheet of like, hey, I'm going to piggy or I'm going to pinpoint this thing first and then move on to the other aspects? Yeah, so I mean, I like to look at the paper stuff, look at the charts and whatever, but I'm more of a video guy. I like to, you know, see, I like to just see how he moves, see how his arm action is and see what other hitters are struggling with against him and see what other hitters are, you know, having success with on him and stuff like that. I think I learned better just from watching people do it. <laughs> 